2: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Payne.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin old standard dissecting dismantling and analyzing the technocratic transhumanist ladies and gentlemen that's what we are focused on over here let me just finish this up for you dr james giordano's thoughts and we're going to jump right into the video lecture at west point academy in 2019 folks It just goes on to say here, after Giordano praises Elon Musk and Neuralink, he says, at present, BMIs, that's the brain-machine interfaces, are not addressed by the Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention. However, if Neuralink-type BMIs and other neurotechnologies are used to augment wins operators it begs the question of whether neuromodified human actors should be considered quote weaponized biological agents end quote and if so how should they be regarded and treated both during their tenure in service and afterward and much of this is addressed in the cyborg soldier 2050 piece and so we're going to get back into that in a couple of episodes folks Goes on to say, to be sure, neurotechnology is rapidly advancing toward even uh, toward ever greater capabilities. Will global civic and wins institutions remain apace? Given the distinctions in the socio-cultural and political values, aims, and ethics that shape research and its applications, what discourses and dialectic will be needed or accepted to guide, govern, and constrain acting with such haste so as to avoid repenting in leisure? As we are fond of saying, and as every neurosurgeon knows well, it is wisest to measure twice, cut once, whether opening a skull, a vista of new capabilities and possibilities, or a can of worms. So he's basically saying, let's make sure that Elon Musk does this correctly, folks. Let's make sure we do this right. Let's make sure we don't start giving out this technology to everyone, folks. We need to make sure that uh, maybe it only ends up in the right hands. I don't know. Let's go into the mind of Dr. James Giordano here, folks. And let me just remind you before we start this again... This is from October 29, uh, 29, 2018, actually, not 2019, 2018, in front of the Modern War Institute at the West Point Military Academy. Let's let this roll.
0: Good afternoon, and thank you for coming to today's MWI speaker event with Dr. James Giordano. Dr. Giordano is a professor in the Department of Neurology and Biochemistry, chief of the Neuroethics Studies Program of the Pellegrino Center for Clinic Bioethics, and co-director of the O'Neill Pellegrino Program in Brain Science and Global Health Law and Policy at Georgetown University Medical Center. As well, Dr. Giordano currently serves an appointed member of the United States Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Advisory Council on Human Research Protections. He's a researcher and task leader of the European Union Human Brain Project and has served as an appointed member of the Neuroethics Legal and Social Issues Advisory Panel of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and Senior Advisory Fellow of the Strategic Multilayer Assessment Branch of the Joint Staff of the Pentagon. It's quite a bit. In his spare time, he has authored over 260 publications in neuroscience and neuroethics, seven books, and 13 government white papers on neurotechnology, ethics, and biosecurity, and is an editor-in-chief of the International Journal of Philosophy, Ethics, and Humanities in Medicine. Dr. Giordano, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you very much. Let's bring up a big technocratic transhumanist Frankenstein doctor for the United States government, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. James Giordano, come on down.
1: No, no. Don't applaud now, wait till the end, because the performance pressure is much too severe if you do that. And my thought is you're probably not going to applaud at the end, but what I'm going to hear is the slamming shut of your sphincters with fear. That's good, that's been successful.
2: Okay, so he just said, that's his opening line, Uh, no, 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 folks, don't applaud now. Applaud at the end, because there's too much performance anxiety. And uh, at the end, I'm not going to hear your applause, I'm going to hear the slamming shut of your sphincter. Yeah, so he's basically telling them he's going to blow their minds, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if he can blow our minds, because obviously over here, we've heard a lot of stuff, folks. We just need to add more into the mix, really to try to fully understand what is going on, what these technocrats are building. So let's listen to him. I know he sounds like a radio host, which actually is quite entertaining, because Dr. Charles Morgan was kind of putting me to sleep. But uh, all right, let's go. Uh, let's continue
1: here. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a real honor to be here. Is that Yoshi in the audience? Hello. No PDAs, but I do want you to come up and say hello. Your mother says hello. I'm just Everybody has a mother and know hers. So what we're here to talk about today is the fact that the brain is and will be the 21st century battlescape in many ways. End of story. We could stop it there, and I could let you go back to your respective units and think about that for a while. But I'm here to tell you absolutely, as much as there's a big old Tyrolian nose on this face, that you will encounter some form of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized not only in your military career, but in your personal and professional lives.
2: Did you guys catch all that? I mean, did you catch all that? I I think I should just roll this back and let you hear that again because this is very important, ladies and gentlemen. Don't just think of this as the technology that is going to be used, you know, in the military and battlefields. Let me just tell you something. The world is a battlefield, we are at war now. These people have declared war on humanity. We are the enemies, okay? We are the enemies of these Frankenstein doctors. So when he's talking about the battlefield, think of it as we are the enemies. They are waging war against us. So all of the technology that he refers to is what is being used against us. And that is how I want you to think about this lecture, I want you to take that perspective when you listen to this lecture. So don't think of it as a guy in the military talking to a group of cadets about in the future when they may have to go to war in 12 years with North Korea. No, We are the enemy. The war has been waged on us right here in the United States. Our biggest enemy is our government, not Russia, not China, not North Korea. It is the United States government. And they have waged war on us, and they are using the techniques and the strategies and the tools and the technology that James Giordano was going to talk about, okay? So this is Commander Gold here prepping you for what you're about to listen to. This is an enemy of ours speaking to a group of people he is training on his side on how they're going to wage war against me and you. So when they talk about the brain being a battlefield, think about all of the things I've already showed you that they can do to the brain. The fact that they're rolling out psychedelics. They are creating uh, pharmaceutical shortages on purpose in cooperation with the pharmaceutical companies. And they're going to be replacing that stuff with basically MKUltra, lab-grown, government-controlled psychedelics. Strapping people up with consumer grade VR and AR goggles and headsets that come from the front men, the front men that control the quote unquote private sector companies that are rolling out the government technology. So the brain is the battlefield is true. We are the enemy who is going to have our brains tampered with by the people who claim to be our allies, our protectors, when in fact they are our enemies and our executioners. All right, let's continue. I'm going to roll that back. I want you to hear the whole piece.
1: And my thought is you're probably not going to applaud at the end, but what I'm going to hear is the slamming shut of your sphincters with fear. That's good. That's been successful. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a real honor to be here. Is that Yoshi in the audience? Hello. No PDAs, but I do want you to come up and say hello. Your mother says hello. I'm just, everybody has a mother and know hers. So what we're here to talk about today is the fact that the brain is and will be the 21st century battlescape.
2: The brain is and will be the 21st century battlescape. Is and will be. So he's saying it already is. The brain already is the 21st century battlescape.
1: In many ways. End of story. We could stop it there, and I could let you go back to your respective units and think about that for a while. But I'm here to tell you absolutely, as much as there's a big old Tyrolean nose on this face, that you will encounter some form of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized not only in your military career, but in your personal and professional lives.
2: Okay, let's pause that again. So we already picked up brain is the 21st century battlescape, right? He says is and will be. But is is good because he admits to the fact that they're doing it. Let's just play back this second part.
1: Your respective units, and think about that for a while, but I'm here to tell you absolutely as much as there's a big old Tyrolian nose on this face, that you will encounter some form of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized not only in your military career, but in your personal and professional lives.
2: Okay, so what did he just say? You will encounter this weaponized brain-tampering, not just in the military, but in your professional and personal lives. Play that one more time.
1: be the 21st century battlescape in many ways. End of story. We could stop it there, and I could let you go back to your respective units and think about that for a while, but I'm here to tell you absolutely, as much as there's a big old Tyrolean nose on this face, that you will encounter some form of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized not only in your military career, but in your personal and professional lives.
2: Weaponized neurocognitive science. You got that? So you will encounter weaponized neurocognitive science, not just in your military career, but in your personal and professional lives, meaning that all of us have encountered this at some point in our personal and professional lives, right? So weaponized neurocognitive science. Now, I think that's very important, folks. You just picked up a lot of information. One, you have a very high-ranking gentleman inside the government, a Frankenstein doctor, highly credentialed, influential, saying that the brain is the 21st century battlescape and that basically everyone has encountered some sort of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized in their personal and professional lives. And that would be true, folks, I don't know. Let's see if he gives some examples. I could name a few. Pretty much everything that you're encountering on social media is weaponized neurocognitive science. All right, let's continue.
1: whether those two things coincide or not. So the idea of the brain as the battlescape is very important, and more importantly is this other acronym that's up there, which is WMD squared. Please get used to this because this is going to be part of the idea of irregular warfare and ongoing military innovation in your careers, weapons of mass destruction and disruption. Disruption and influence will be the key to creating peer capabilities and asymmetrical engagements
2: all right folks now it's going to take a little bit of effort to get through this and to absorb everything he says but trust me this is well worth it because there is so much so much information that this guy packs into every five seconds let me just replay that
1: important and more importantly is this other acronym that's up there which is wmd squared please get used to this because this is going to be part of The idea of irregular warfare and ongoing military innovation in your careers. Weapons of mass destruction and disruption.
2: Weapons of mass destruction and disruption. Disruption.
1: Disruption and influence will be the key to creating
2: disruption and influence. Okay, you got that? So, weapons of mass destruction and disruption and
1: influence. Capabilities and asymmetrical engagements. Let me.
2: Pure capabilities and asymmetrical. Okay, all right. So let, let's just let's just stop for a second here. So right now we have brain is the twenty first century battlescape. We have. Everyone has experienced some form of neurocognitive science that has been weaponized against us. And we have this new formula, WMD squared, which is weapons of mass destruction and disruption And influence. So what he's talking about here, folks, is the ability to manipulate to control the mind. And so when we get back from this break, I'm gonna let him to continue to control your mind because he's very good at it. But if you could pick up a couple of nuggets from this guy, you're going to understand the game that they are playing and the game that they have played against us for the last two and a half years as we lived inside of COVID Land, the high school theater production. All right, ladies and gentlemen gentlemen clear your head when we come back there's more to analyze from dr james giordano ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv Alright ladies and gentlemen I am Dustin Gold This is the Dustin Gold Standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold Alright folks let me pull this right back up We're going to pick up where we left off here, but this guy jam-packs information uh, into his lecture. And so we're going to be pausing a lot because we want to learn, try to understand what he's talking about, not just hear him. We want to try to understand him. All right, so let's continue with this.
1: To creating peer capabilities and asymmetrical engagements. Let me say it again. It will be the key to creating peer capability and asymmetrical relations and engagements.
2: Okay, peer capability. Let's. I'm writing these things down. Capability, and this is what helps me connect the dots later on. Peer capability, and what did he say? Asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. Let's back it up one more second here, folks.
1: To creating peer capabilities and asymmetrical engagements. Let me say it mm-hmm. again. It will be the key to creating Peer Capability and Asymmetrical Relations and Engagements. If we talk about what brain science is, let me just give you a little bit of brief background on this field that is now called neuroscience. As a titular field, as a named field, neuroscience has only been in existence for 40 years. I know that because I've been a neuroscientist for about 38 of those 40 years.
2: Okay, so this is something important, right? We've obviously come across a lot of this stuff in both the private sector, the public sector, academia, okay? And so now we know, and you guys know, that brain science, right, is now called neuroscience. And as of 2018, uh, it had been around for about 40 years, okay? Okay. So, about 40 years. So we go back to the uh, 70s there. He says he has been one for about 38 years. All right, let's continue.
1: When I first applied to get into a program in neuroscience, there were only four neuroscience programs in the continental United States. Four. Right now, at this particular point, there are well over 200 dedicated university and collegiate programs several programs at the junior college level, several programs at the high school level, and many, many dozens of independent think tanks and philanthropic organizations solely devoted to brain sciences.
2: Okay, so... Very, very important, folks. Very important. So when we sit here and we talk about how it seems like the transhumanists are coming at us at what we would say, warp speed, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump, warp speed, Operation Warp Speed, love whoops love speeds, both stupid, so fantastic. And so now we're looking at this stuff coming at us at warp speed. And you would say, well, Why? Why? Now, these folks have been focused on trying to bend the mind, break the mind, control the mind, tap into the mind. And so... You have to look back to Dr. Sidney Gottlieb and this MK Ultra program that supposedly went on from early 1950s to early 1960s. Gottlieb stayed at the CIA to the early 1970s. But so they were trying to mind tap and mind bend and everything else going back then. So the modern stuff, uh, the more respectable brain science that Dr. James Giordano is talking about, he says has been around since about 1978, so the late 70s but listen to how many programs he said it started with four and now how many are available through universities high schools think tanks etc listen to it one more time and you'll understand why we are being surrounded by all of this brain hacking and mind control technology
1: years i know that because i've been a neuroscientist for about 38 of those 40 years When I first applied to get into a program in neuroscience, there were only four neuroscience programs in the continental United States. Four. Right now, at this particular point, there are well over 200 dedicated university and collegiate programs, several programs at the junior college level, several programs at the high school level, and many, many dozens of independent think tanks and philanthropic organizations solely devoted to brain sciences.
2: All right, so you got that. So it went from roughly four programs in 1980 to now over 200 programs at the university level, several in... Uh, junior college, several in high school, and dozens of think tanks dedicated to neuroscience. And this all ties into the transhumanist element, folks. Because all of these programs, if you look into them, are always looking at mind-bending, mind-hacking, mind-control, implanting brain interfaces, sucking out information. That's what it all is. This isn't to cure 17 people with brain defects or with dementia, okay? That's not why this is being developed. These people do not throw around at the world level trillions of dollars into these programs, creating all types of neuroscientists, brain scientists, for the purpose of curing 87-year-old grandma and grandpa with dementia. That is not why they do this. If you think that, maybe you need to see a neuroscientist. No, I'm telling you, folks, it's not because they love us. We know that already. All right, let's continue.
1: That's just here in the United States. Furthermore, what becomes critically important for you to understand is that brain science is not just a United States enterprise or effort, nor is it singularly an effort of the United States allies worldwide. Increasingly, it is becoming an international, multinational, global, and independently exercised event and endeavor.
2: Okay, so you got it there, right? So brain science, very important, folks. Brain science is not just an activity of the United States or the United States and its allies or certain countries. He said it's an international, it is a global, it is a worldwide Move here, brain science. Worldwide, he says, worldwide, folks.
1: Increases the capability of the brain sciences to develop not only new theories but even more sophisticated tools. I like this slide a lot because what it presents for you ladies and gentlemen is essentially a century a long history of brain science even before it was called neuroscience. Look, let's face it, for as long as human beings were looking in some reflective pool and recognized that the thing looking back at them was themselves, there was some interest in what makes me me, what makes me think. What makes me feel? What makes me behave the way I do and you behave and think the way you do? What is my sense of self? Do I have free will and what is the nature of that? And how can we affect that in a variety of ways that go from the non-kinetic all the way to the kinetic?
2: How can we affect free will? Now, tie that in to Yuval Noah Harari saying we have the data now, there is no more free will. I showed that clip again during the interview with Dan Golvach. You have no soul. You have no spirit. You have no free will. Those days are over. And so over here, you now have a government employee, a government thinker, a government scientist, a Frankenstein doctor, James Giordano, telling you, okay, well, since the beginning of mankind, man wanted to know what makes us tick and do what or do we not have free will and how can we control that? Let's continue.
1: If we take centenary jumps into the era of the enlightenment, we can see the great thinkers that came before and during the enlightenment, inclusive, but not limited to people like Rene Descartes, pondered the idea of what that means. Cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. The inverse of the statement that in many cases was implicit but now becomes ever more explicit is what makes me think. And if I can understand what makes me think, And makes you think and makes you feel, then that understanding may in fact flavor if not directly influence the way you and I interact. But more than that, if in fact I understand how it is that your brain does what your brain does, I may be able to access your brain and affect your brain indirectly and directly.
2: Okay, so you have James Giordano here, Government Insider, talking about the ability to hack a mind. If I know what makes you think, what makes you feel, I can then... Hack your mind and change how you feel and what you think. The same thing that Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about. The same thing that Dr. Peters-Emmanuel and Diane Deulius talk about. So let's just get this out of the way. We no longer have to play these uh, conspiracy theory games, folks. You can straight up tell your friends, your family, your kids, your grandkids, whoever you're talking to, whoever you're trying to wake up, It's not a question anymore. We're not trying to guess at what the government's doing. The big government doctors go speak in front of the West Point Military Academy and tell the cadets exactly what the government is working on. So you know what the government is working on. There's no more guessing. There's no more guessing. The government is in the business of mind control, and it's not just our government. It is the government's worldwide They are all involved with what they call neuroscience or brain science. They want to know what makes you tick and how to control it. It's right there. I mean... I don't know who else you have to present, whether you have to have Biden, like, does it have to be the president of the United States who comes out and says, we are mind controlling? Does it have to be Trump who tells you these are the government officials? These are the bureaucrats, the Frankenstein doctors developing it. And they're telling you time and time again, this is what we're doing. We have weapons to single out individual people and kill them based on their DNA. We can store stem cells in you that we can trigger at any point with sound waves to give you cancer. We're we're out to control the mind. We're putting brain-machine interfaces in. This guy praises Elon Musk's efforts to bring it into the consumer sphere. So it's no question anymore. You can tell people definitively, hey, I'm sorry, Frank, you're the crazy one because the government admits that they're doing this. They admit that they are after mind control, not just here in the US, but on the worldwide stage. All right, let's continue.
1: And what this allows us to do is to create tremendous potential and possibility and probability, potential, possibility and probability of what the brain sciences can do and will do. Remember these three letters. A, A, and A.
2: OK, so three letters. Let's write this down. Let's play along with James Giordano's game. A, A, A. Let's write that down.
1: Keep them as your viable mantra for the duration of this course, today, and throughout your professional careers, and each and all of the opportunities that you have to interface and try to understand the power that the brain and cognitive sciences can yield. A. The ability to assess the brain and its functions. A. The ability to access the brain on a variety of levels, from the subcellular all the way to the social. And A. The ability to affect the brains and the individuals in which those brains are embodied and the ecologies in which those individuals enact, engage, encounter, from the level of the individual to the group to the community to the populational.
2: So we have AAA, assess, access, and effect folks so as i'm learning you're learning i'm taking down notes here like i'm sitting in a college course of course i'm not really big into uh, biology chemistry those are not my areas of expertise but i am interested in understanding what the frankenstein doctors are trying to do to me and do to you and do to my coming baby That is what I'm interested in. So I have to sit here. I force myself to sit here and listen to these folks so that we can try to figure out exactly what they are doing, what they are after, and how the hell we are going to avoid these monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.